Hello and welcome to the Mindful Kind podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Cable, author of the Mindful Kind book, mindfulness teacher and blogger at rachelcable.com. Each week, this podcast will bring meaningful tips, tools and strategies so you can manage stress and live more mindfully in the modern world. Hello and welcome to episode 308 of the Mindful Kind podcast. I hope you're feeling really well and that you're having a great day. I have been thinking about this particular episode for a long time for a few really big reasons. First of all, I shared two episodes about imposter syndrome about a year ago. The first episode was number 275 of The Mindful Kind called Signs of Imposter Syndrome and the second episode was number 276 called Overcoming Imposter Syndrome. Now, shortly after I sent an email to my wonderful subscribers about the episodes and something happened that I didn't really expect. I started getting reply after reply after reply from people who were experiencing imposter syndrome too, and they explained how they were feeling stressed and overwhelmed, or they were missing out on great opportunities, or they were self-sabotaging. One lovely woman even described how she'd been studying and working in her industry for 26 years, and she was afraid of starting her own business because she felt like she was a fraud and She felt like there were other people who were more qualified or knowledgeable and could do a better job. I also heard from a wonderful man who was kind enough to start a support group for writers, but every time he posted his own work, he was afraid other people would think he was a fraud because other members of the group had achieved things like publishing books. And there he was doing something great for other people and making this positive difference in the world while still feeling like an imposter. And in another email, a sentence really jumped out at me. This lovely lady wrote, I feel like I've been promoted beyond my competence and I'm terrified they will find out I'm a fraud. Honestly, reading these emails and many more like them broke my heart a little bit. It was just so clear that these people were doing amazing things in the world or had the potential to do amazing things, but they were anxious and worried and doubting themselves largely as a result of imposter syndrome. And I know how devastating this can be. In my last year of studying psychology, I felt like a fraud too. I was struggling to keep up with the research and mathematical aspects of my degree and I was so afraid of asking for help because I thought that people would think I was a fraud and not good enough to be there. So I never asked for help and I fell more and more behind. I felt like a failure and a pretender and I was so anxious about it. I completed my degree that year, but instead of continuing my studies to become a registered psychologist, I studied coaching and counselling instead. Now, looking back, I don't regret it because things actually worked out really well, but that's not the point. The point is I wanted to become a psychologist. It had been my dream for a long time. I'd worked really hard to get closer and closer to that dream, but when imposter syndrome came into play... It caused so much anxiety and made me feel so isolated and incompetent that I quit. And at the time, I was really upset. I watched my peers continue their studies and do incredible things while I studied my new course, not because it was something I really wanted at the time, but because it felt safe and easy and I didn't have to worry about feeling like a fraud anymore. Now, you might be wondering what imposter syndrome actually is, so here's a quick definition. Imposter syndrome is an experience where you feel like a fraud or an imposter, even when there's evidence to suggest that you're not. You might worry that other people will find out you're a fake or that you're not as skilled or competent as they think you are. You'll probably feel a bit anxious or out of your depth. 
you won't want to ask for help. And if you make a mistake, you might try to hide it or work extra hard to make up for it because you see that mistake as confirmation that you are indeed a fraud and not good enough. In your mind, the people at the same level as you might seem more talented, more competent, have more skills and knowledge, and you might feel like you don't measure up, even when you actually do. And while imposter syndrome has been estimated to affect about 70% of people at some stage in their careers, imposter syndrome can occur in other roles too. I've heard multiple stories about new parents feeling like imposters, and people who play sports or have hobbies. Even in relationships, you might feel like you're not as good as your partner thinks, and you worry that they'll find out you're not that great. I definitely think there's a huge element of perfectionism at play in imposter syndrome, You might feel like you have to appear absolutely perfect, otherwise people will see the real you, which in your mind is an imposter. And it's scary and it can be so much hard work, trying to be perfect and not make any mistakes, not feeling like you can ask for help, believing the people around you are so much better than you are and feeling like you have to work extra hard to keep up, worrying that someone will find out you're an imposter even when you're really not. And the really sad thing is, I think that's why a lot of people quit their dreams or self-sabotage their success or don't take new opportunities like promotions or leadership roles. In one of the emails I received from my community, a woman told me that she was offered her dream job, but she didn't take it because imposter syndrome made her feel like she didn't deserve it and she didn't want to deal with feeling like an imposter in her new job. So she turned it down just because of the idea of potentially feeling like an imposter. And here's the thing. I've experienced imposter syndrome a few times in my own life and gradually I did lots of research and experimenting with new ideas to find really helpful ways of dealing with it. When I was offered a book deal a few years ago, I had to put all my strategies and knowledge into practice because imposter syndrome hit me big time. I remember one thing really clearly. I was in the bath reading this really great book called Lost Connections, and I was seriously blown away by this book. I thought the writing was incredible, the research was phenomenal, the stories were so interesting. Anyway, at the time I was also a few chapters into writing my own book, The Mindful Kind, and the more I read Lost Connections, the more and more I felt like a fraud. Who was I to be writing a book? There are all these amazing writers out there with much better writing skills than me, more knowledge, more expertise, more credibility, millions of followers, and I just felt like the biggest fraud. I actually stopped writing and spent a few days seriously questioning if I could keep going. All those same feelings and thoughts from when I quit pursuing a career in psychology came flooding back. Everyone else is better than I am. Who am I to do this? I'm not good enough to do this. I'm a big fake and everyone will know it. It's such a confronting thing, and it's so tough when you're on the path towards something you really want, but then imposter syndrome gets in the way, because it can be such a massive obstacle between you and your success, but it doesn't really have to be. And that's what I found out when I started navigating through imposter syndrome so I could write my book. It wasn't easy, and it took a lot of time and effort to manage the thoughts and feelings of imposter syndrome so that they didn't stop me from achieving my goal. I worked on my mindset, on my confidence, on self-reassurance, and other things that helped me get through imposter syndrome and write the Mindful Kind book. And over the last few years, I've continued learning how to deal with imposter syndrome so that it doesn't stop me from doing the things I want to do. 
But more than that, I found ways to change how I think and how I feel so that imposter syndrome doesn't affect me anywhere near as much as it used to. Achieving success isn't just about experiencing imposter syndrome and gritting your teeth until it goes away because sometimes it doesn't. Achieving success feels so much better when you know how to actually minimize imposter syndrome in practical ways so you can really believe in yourself and feel more confident and know that you deserve to have the success that you've worked so hard for. So here's the big question. Is imposter syndrome holding you back? Did any of the stories in this episode resonate with you? Were you thinking, yeah, wow, I felt a really similar way, or I've been influenced by imposter syndrome in the past or in the present? Have you ever felt like an imposter in an important role, whether it's at work or in your personal life? And has it caused unnecessary stress and anxiety, exhaustion, burnout, or held you back from your success? I think imposter syndrome can be tough to deal with sometimes, really tough, but recognizing it and understanding how it might show up in your life can be great steps towards managing it. Now, last year when I started receiving so many emails from people in my community about their experiences with imposter syndrome, I thought, okay, I'm definitely not alone in my experiences of imposter syndrome, and I really wanted to help. I didn't want anyone to miss out on their goals or struggle through the anxiety and exhaustion that can occur during imposter syndrome. And so I started working on a brand new online course called Derail Imposter Syndrome. I've been so excited to share all the mindset changes that helped me replace negative thoughts with more helpful thoughts to reduce the impact of imposter syndrome and some of the specific confidence boosters that took away a lot of the power that imposter syndrome had over me and also the skills of self-reassurance and the phrases I use myself to support myself through imposter syndrome when it flares up. Basically, I wanted to share all the knowledge I've gained and the practical skills I've used to manage imposter syndrome myself and to support my clients as they navigated imposter syndrome. And I'm so, so, so excited to share all of this with you too. Enrollment will only be open for derail imposter syndrome for a really limited time, about a week, so make sure you subscribe to my email list to be the first to know when enrollment does open. If you're even slightly curious to learn about derail imposter syndrome, head over to rachelcable.com forward slash podcast forward slash 308 and sign up for my email list. That way you'll get all the exciting details as soon as it's open for enrollment. Again, that link is rachelcable.com forward slash podcast forward slash 308. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a wonderful week, mindful kind. Mm-hmm.